0: He's one of the takeaway artists in the league, and he nearly did take it away now. Gardner comes up with it. Niederreiter just lost the handle, and here's Steele behind the defense, takes the stretch pass, comes in, scores! Sam Steele, overtime, game winner! This is the Canes Corner
1: Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold.
2: Well, that was the Anaheim Ducks television network, and it was not Nino Niederreiter that lost control of the puck. It was Andrei Svechnikov, but it doesn't really matter. In the grand scheme of things, Carolina Hurricanes fall in overtime by the score of 2-1, and I would argue that tonight's loss in overtime, even though Carolina steals a point, takes a point away, James Reimer played very well, uh, I think tonight's overtime loss is, in my opinion, way worse than yesterday's loss in Columbus. A, Columbus is a better team than the Ducks. You were in Columbus. You played well, probably deserved to win. uh, And tonight, you got it taken to you by a lesser team on your ice. And in a game, you needed to win. You needed to get two points out of tonight. And the Hurricanes weren't able to do that. They got off to a good start. Sebastian Aho scores uh early in the game. It was uh what four minutes in? Aho uh Aho scores, and it's one nothing. It was a great play. Why don't we hear it?
0: And there he took away time and space. Ryan is 39 years young off the draw. Joel Edmondson with a shot. They score! Tipped
1: Shot by Steady Eddie, Joel Edmondson, 16 one gone in period one, Carolina, off and running. It was a
2: great play. They win the draw, Taravainen taps it back to Joel Edmondson from, I, I think, pretty far out, just inside the blue line, and he just took a quick shot on goal, went through a nice screen in front by Warren Fogle in the high slot, Sebastian Aho. they had two, two layers of net front presence, just like you draw it up. Ajo had the deflection pass. Ryan Miller was one nothing, and I thought, man, Carolina's going to be great tonight. This is going to be uh, the get-right game that they needed, and that was it. They were good from for the next, say, 10 or so minutes, but then they went away. And the funny thing is, is that with about two minutes left in the first period, Carolina was out shooting Anaheim 15-8. to and over the next 42 minutes the hurricanes got outshot by anaheim 29 to 11 anaheim was a better team ended the first period when they scored the tying goal to all the way through the end of the game anaheim was just the best uh, the better team they had the puck more uh, they took obviously took more shots i don't know that they were incredibly threatening but it didn't really matter. Hurricanes miss Dougie Hamilton tonight, and they're going to miss Dougie Hamilton for the rest of the season. Uh, they're just going to have to get over it, and they're going to have to make some additions to the team to compensate for it, uh, but I, I think we would be lying to ourselves if we said, well, they lost this game because Dougie Hamilton wasn't there. They lost other games when Dougie Hamilton was there, uh, and I would say the same thing no matter who was missing tonight. Um, you can't use the absence of a player like Hamilton for your For the reason you lost, Pittsburgh lost Sidney Crosby for how many games? They've lost Jake Gensel for the rest of the season. They missed Evgeny Malkin earlier in the year. They were down to their what second or third goaltender. I mean, you got to overcome injuries, and the Hurricanes can't use it as as an excuse that they don't have Hamilton. They've got Slavim. They've got Pesci. Uh, The rest of the defense. I mean, it's not ideal. Bottom line, not ideal. Uh, But the Hurricanes have a great group of forwards, and they're going to have to carry them until reinforcements arrive via the trade deadline. So to me, um, last night, could have won, should have won, played better than Columbus, didn't Thursday night. Tonight, just got outplayed. Got outplayed, not worked. Uh, Although, a couple of bright spots. Uh, Certainly, James Reimer was a bright spot. Um, we could argue all day long about either of the goals. Could he have stopped either of the goals? I don't think Reimer was, I mean, certainly, yes, he could have. Um, but I am blaming him for either of them. Um, they were both breakdowns. Um, but Ajo was good tonight. And I think that's an encouraging sign. He was their best player tonight. Carolina's best player tonight. He was dangerous offensively. Second straight game. He's been dangerous offensively. And that's incredibly important because they need Sebastian to be going. Uh, and maybe the message was received when Rod Brindamore took him out of the middle, put him on the left wing with Halla and Fogel. That line didn't really work all that well together. I thought there were some chemistry issues and they were on the ice for two goals in Columbus. But ultimately, uh, if it gets Ajo going, then it's worth sacrificing uh, the one game. Uh, so Sebastian played well. I liked his game. Uh, The rest of it, I mean, I don't think Carolina was particularly great. I think that's pretty obvious. They didn't get a lot of shots. Uh, They didn't have the puck a lot. Uh, Something's going to have to be done to get Andrei Svechnikov going again. I thought Svech struggled a little bit tonight. Martin Natchez wasn't great. Uh, Svech did have uh, the turnover that led to the Sam Steele goal to win it. Um, And they have to get him going. So uh, look, I don't know if it's a wall that he's hit or what, or if he's dealing with something, but he has not been the same player the last, uh, I would say three weeks. Uh, the offense the, the numbers might ultimately be there, but the game has not the game has not been great. Um, and without Hamilton there, it is even more important that they're going to uh, get, their best players to be dynamic players. So that's Aho, who was certainly excellent tonight. It's Svechnikov, it's Terevanin, uh, it's Halla. And who knows what's going to happen when Justin Williams comes back real quick. And we're going to bring in uh Brian LeBlanc from Kane's country. Um but the uh the reality is that this team We'll add Justin Williams back into the mix. My guess is tomorrow, rather Sunday. I guess it's tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. And somebody's got to come out. If I had to guess, and we're going to ask this question of Brian LeBlanc. If I had to guess, I would say that it's either Ryan Dezingle or Nino Niederreiter that comes out. I think with the familiarity from last year, Nino has a little bit of a leg up. I don't think either player has played great. I think Nino has been good the last two. Maybe that matters. Uh, I thought Dezingle was pretty good uh, yesterday, Thursday in Columbus. Not as good Friday night against the Ducks. So uh, is it a recency bias? Is it a familiarity bias? I don't think it's any, any kind of bias. I just think that right now, uh, first guy it and I do think they'll rotate him. Uh, the first guy, to, to, in my opinion, to sit out, I think, will be Ryan Dezingle. But it could be anybody. I mean, heck, it could be Brock McGinn or Jordan Martinook, who doesn't seem completely there, although I thought Jordan played pretty well tonight. Um, who knows? Maybe it's even Warren Fogle. Again, I think I think Fogle is an important part of this team, uh, and I think Fogle, who, who provides a physical presence and uh, a forecheck that they really can't replicate. Uh, I do think that uh, Fogle means too much, but you never know. Um, the head coach knows what he's doing. Um, I thought uh, I still think there was uh, there's a lot more to give from players like Jordan Stahl and I do think we're going to see a completely different alignment when Williams draws in and some combinations are going to make you go what what is he doing? Um, I would not be surprised if we saw Jordan Stahl in more of a checking role. like Rod likes a fourth line. Would it surprise you if we had Martinuk, Stahl, and McGinn? As a fourth line and I think that line will play that line will get plenty of time that line will get 12 13 14 minutes star, or at least Stahl will get his time maybe Stahl will take some shifts from halla or take some shifts from Walmart but um I do think we're uh if this team wants to go uh you know beyond what it uh, what it has shown this year, It might be time for Jordan Stahl to take a little bit of a step down the lineup, especially with the production not being there, uh, although he did score a goal against Columbus on Thursday night. Uh, So we'll talk about some combinations at some point. Uh, Let's get to uh, my friend Brian LeBlanc from Kane's Country in just a second. Quick reminder, this is the Morning After podcast. Would love for you to download this, subscribe to it, rate it, give us your feedback. Uh, and, um, and there, and that's enough, isn't it? Brian LeBlanc, managing editor, of Kane's country here on the morning after podcast. Um, I want to, I want to go back to the, uh, to the Dougie Hamilton thing. And I've talked about it a ton. And I don't know if you followed anything that happened today, uh, on, uh, on the website called Twitter. Um, but I, uh, I, I decided to, I mean, we can call it poking the bear if you want, um, but I reminded people that even though I'd never suggested that the team uh, was better with Falk versus Hamilton, and I never even mentioned what happens in case of injury, at the beginning of the season, in, the, in training camp, when especially after they acquired Jake Gardner, and you knew what was going to happen, I pointed out that this team is better keeping Falk and keeping... This is not at the expense of Hamilton. Nobody expected them to trade Dougie Hamilton. I I was not advocating it. But they're better with Falk rather than without Falk. And what we're seeing now, the search for a top four defenseman before the Hamilton injury and now that you have the hamilton injury how much more important having that guy on the blue line would have been um it's amazing that how many people have completely lost track of what the conversation was this team needed to win this year they didn't get anything for the future really so i didn't i just don't understand why why this is even an argument other than people decided they hated justin falk Refuse to believe what they saw last year was real and have decided that they're better off because Fox only got 13 points in almost 50 games.
1: I'm not a betting man. I, 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 I'm cheap and I don't bet. Um, those go hand in hand.
2: <laughs> right. Me too. But
1: <laughs> if there is one thing that I would have bet my mortgage on, it's that you would have brought up Justin Fox's name in this podcast. I that
2: was that <laughs> is the was majority an, of my day, Brian. You know,
1: <laughs> that was a seventy mile an hour fastball right down the middle of the plate. And whether or not I steal
2: your sign, yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Okay, good.
1: Um, you and I have talked about this over and over again at Infinitum, and I don't think that you know. I tend to come down on the side of I understand why they did it. I. Am kind of agnostic on the fact that they did it to begin with. I understand both sides of it, um, but at this point of the season, frankly, and you and I have known each other long enough that mm-hmm. yes, I, I, I can I can say for sure that you and and Joe said this on the radio today. You enjoy poking the bear, and you know nobody's getting, nobody that knows you is well, going to deny that. Yeah, well, um, it happens. I I think <laughs> at this point. Discussing Justin Falk, especially in the as it relates to the injury to Dougie Hamilton, is about as productive as debating the too many men penalty that <laughs> should have been called yesterday but wasn't, that indirectly led to Hamilton's injury. He could have gotten his his feet caught up with Kevin Stenlin in the third period and right. had the same outcome, even if they had whistled the penalty there. I mean, at this at this point of the season. One has very little to do with the other, and you know you can you can make the argument, and I think it's it's a decent argument. It's not one necessarily that I subscribe to, that you know they would have been better off keeping Justin Falk because chances are they probably weren't going to re-sign him. Yeah, but but at the same time, you know, yeah, could they could they use that? You know, a guy that's is as, as much a known quantity as anyone to fill that role right now. Of course they could, but that move was made in September. It's now January of a new year and the hurricanes don't have Dougie Hamilton and whether or not they have Justin Falk really doesn't make a hill of beans, a difference at this point.
2: All right. And it's because it's because I like you so much. I am, I couldn't, no, no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent serious here. It's because I like you so much and respect you so much that I will accept the fact that you just scolded me on on this podcast <laughs> and that's okay because i because ultimately your own podcast, no no yes. yes
1: i'm the guest that i'm taking you to town
2: and wow. i'm i'm telling you that i actually think you're right it is counterproductive uh but i uh i decided to flex today and that was probably selfish on my part <laughs> so i apologize i apologize to uh <laughs>
1: If nothing else, you know, you've you've kind of mastered the uh, the ability to entertain two discrete segments of the public simultaneously using different media. It's really impressive. (laughs) Uh, It's quite it's a a parlor trick that Andrei Svechnikov, noted magician, would be proud of.
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, except that we were all there when Andrei Svechnikov tried to uh, do the card trick and it failed. Uh, and and uh, I, I give Sarah Sivian a ton of credit for essentially letting him think that he got the card trick right. Uh, oh, let's 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 talk a little bit about uh, Williams. And I'm only going to keep you for another uh, minute or so. Brian LeBlanc, Kane's country here. Um, at this point. And the, the season is in jeopardy regardless. They have to add a top-four defenseman. Otherwise, yeah. they've got no shot. Uh, but so the season I think, is... I, and honestly,
1: yeah. I think they need to add two. They well, needed one they, before Hamilton got hurt. You, now they've got to, you know, we're, they're not going to replace it. We're and on the same page there.
2: Yeah, we're on yeah. the same page there. They needed to add a top-four defenseman before Hamilton. Uh, but at this point, um, they'll, they're going to have to get away with... With, I, mean, I guess they have the room because Hamilton's not going to be back during the regular season, so you can replace right. somebody and you can replace his, you can put him on long term IR and you can replace that salary. Um right. But they had and they have room for another one. Uh, I just don't know that they have. In my opinion, they don't have the capital to go out and get two of them. Uh, well, not, that's, not to that's do where, what they. That's
1: where who you that's where who you target comes into play though because if you're going out to get a guy like matthew dumba just to drop a name like you were doing earlier um you know that's going to cost a lot more than it is going to cost to go pick up you know a joel edmondson type right someone that is just a minutes muncher on someone's third pairing i think you know as a as a practical matter that's the kind of guy that needs to replace hamilton nobody's could replace Dougie Hamilton. Right. It's not possible. And like I said in my column today, the guys that could replace Dougie Hamilton aren't getting traded at the trade deadline. Right. So what you need is a guy that can play 17, 18 minutes, not be a disaster in his own end, maybe pick up a, you know, a penalty kill shift here or there, but overall isn't going to kill you. Those are, you know, those are guys that I think you can get, relatively speaking, pretty cheaply. It's the guys that are on the longer term deals that I think is going to cost them a little bit more. But I think they can get away with not having to pay an inordinate price for two defensemen. I think they can get one, hopefully, on the relatively cheap and then maybe have to pay a little bit more for a guy that might hang around and give you a little bit more for a few years to come.
2: All right. So so let me float this. Uh, the Joel Edmondson type that they should add is actually Joel Edmondson. Uh, so let's just, under like, because he had been playing third pair, but really for the most part this year he had played alongside Brett Pesci and he'd be, he had been very good with Pesci. And I think Pesci and Edmondson is a much better pairing than Pesci and Jake Gardner. Uh, who I agree,
1: but then who do you put next to Slade? That, that's the problem.
2: Well, th- th- that that is the issue. Uh, so just let me le- letting me go back to Matt Dumba for a second. And again, we don't even know if Minnesota is really dangling him, even though Pierre LeBron of TSN had uh, prominently mentioned him as Minnesota's trying to sell off. Um, That's the
1: thing. I mean, they they should. If they're not, they should be because they're in Camp Hell. Right. They're probably not making the playoffs.
2: This no, time. they're probably not making the playoffs. And if they wanted to do that with uh, Dumba, like I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Hurricanes offer, uh, one of their first round picks. They have uh, they have two of them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or regardless, uh, a first round pick and uh and a prospect, or maybe even two prospects. Um, yeah. The truth is, is that their prospect pool and maybe, um, maybe other teams are onto this. I don't know. Their prospect pool is not great to begin with. Um, no. and if and 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 it's, Dumba's well, got three years it's, left it's, on his deal after this year. So if you are adding somebody with some term, as long as it's not a nine million dollars salary, you're adding. I mean, I th- I think somebody like that fits all, fits along beautifully. And next year when Hamilton is back. Dumba could play in a second pair with with Pesci, who's already proven he can play the left side. So I would like to see that. Plus, somebody like Matt Dumba is also a physical presence aside from being a talented player.
1: Well, then it makes you kind of wonder if a guy like Ryan Suzuki might be in play. Um, I mean, I know that they're really high on him, but they're high on a couple of guys that they got. In the 2019 draft, Suzuki had, you know, he, he had an eye injury earlier this season, yeah. uh, but, you know, He's back playing. That's still, that's still a first round, uh, it's still a first round pick. It's a later first round pick, but still a guy that kind of fell to the Hurricanes where they picked him up. And I wonder if a guy like that might not be in play here because you're right. The the prospect pool isn't what it was a couple of years ago, but a lot of that is because guys have graduated out of the program. I'm thinking of guys like Natchez yeah, And like, I mean, Svechnikov was never in it, but, you know, those are – You know, the guys that are in Charlotte now, with the possible exception of Jake Bean, I still think there's probably a pretty significant chance that he's got a good NHL future. You're looking at your quad A guys, you know, your guys that might be able to come up in spot duty, but Mm -hmm. they're not reliable enough to hold on. And I, you know, frankly, I include Julian Gauthier in that until proven otherwise. I do too. I include him in that statement. I think that he, you know, it's possible, but I think that he's the kind of guy that kind of screams really, really good in the AHL, but just not able to hang on to a, to a, uh, to an NHL roster spot. The problem I think with him is that the ship may have sailed a little bit. and I'm not sure you could get first round value for him the way that you could with a guy like Suzuki. So maybe that's in play. I think the first round pick is probably in play, but you know, if you're, if we're talking about trading a first round pick for the lottery card of getting into the playoffs, do you really want to do that? I mean, there's there's a lot of moving parts here, and, um, and, you know, you make the wrong decision, it's really easy to set your team backwards, and that's one thing the Hurricanes have been really good about over the last four or five years, is they they may not have always made great, you know, great trades, the Jeff Skinner deal comes to mind, (laughs) but at least they haven't been set, at least they haven't been set backwards when they made those, and they have to be really careful that they don't get, you know, set on the back foot. By making a deal that they feel is out of necessity, that winds up handicapping them in the long term.
2: Based on this year, I actually think Cliff Pooh for uh, Jeff Skinner is a wash. Uh, Brian LeBlanc, <laughs> Kane's Country, uh, Managing Editor. Final thing, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go uh, go to bed. Um, <laughs> Williams has to come in. We all agree that he's going to play on Sunday against the Islanders because I just don't un- understand why he wouldn't at this point. Um, so. A. Who does he play with? B. Who comes out?
1: Oh, I yes, don't
2: know. exactly.
1: Um, I mean it, the the obvious answer after Thursday was Nino Niederreiter, but I think that he's probably played himself back into that role at least tonight. He did.
2: Um, yeah, I thought Nino was good. I, I thought Nino was obvious. good in Columbus too. I I wonder if it's
1: not Warren Fogel. I know that's not going to be popular. Ooh. Um, but I I, I kind of have a sinking feeling that if you're if you're swapping players out, Fogle plays the closest type of game to Williams of anybody on the roster, maybe with the exception of Eric Halla. But is a center, so you're not gonna he's not gonna come out. No, Hall Halla's not um, coming out of the lineup. No, of course he's not. I mean, even if he was a wing, he wouldn't be coming out. Um, boy, I I don't know.
2: It, um, I think it's between I, two guys.
1: I mean, do you sit Svechnikov? I mean that's no, no, the no. other thing. Well, if you, so. you,
2: you if you only you would send a message. Uh I really believe that um if it, it's either Niederreiter or De Zingle who comes out.
1: De is an interesting thought too. Um you know he, I
2: thought Ryan had a tough night
1: tonight. He's had a he's had a tough couple of weeks. I mean, he's he's really good about controlling the puck. And that's the one thing he gives you is that he kind of gives nature and hollow room to operate on that line in a way that I don't think, you know, he's got the wheels that Williams doesn't really. And I'm not really sure that Williams would be a good fit on that line. That's why I'm kind of I'm kind of hesitant to make a move on to Zingle because the way that that line generates chances is through their speed. And Williams, God love him, <laughs> was never going to win fastest skater in his prime and he sure isn't going to do it now. Um, so I I wonder if...
2: He's certainly top 20 in speed on this team though.
1: Well, yeah, true. <laughs> could he could he outskate us? Sure. but He's I mean, faster than both goalies. To- i don't know about that james is a pretty good skater um yeah i i don't know i the single makes sense but if you're gonna do that i i don't think a williams halla nature's line is going to accomplish a whole lot
2: what about a williams so, halla svechnikov line
1: maybe um you know svech isn't quite as fast as nature he's you know quick to getting to good spots on the ice, but in terms of raw speed, he's not up to nature's level that might work. I could, I could possibly see that. Um, boy, I, I don't know. I, and you, you can't take Warren Fogle out of the lineup. That's the thing that's so hard about right. this. That, I, I wouldn't, you know, I
2: wouldn't just, do that.
1: If you're just looking at the roster in a vacuum, you say, oh yeah, you know, just swap a left wing for a left wing and, and move on. But what Fogle brings to this team And even if he's not on the score sheet, what he he accomplishes in his ice time, which is rather limited compared to the other guys on his line, is worth something. And, you know, you might be able to replicate some of that with a, let's be fair, a 70% Justin Williams coming back for the first time in a year. But, you know, I don't know if you want to do that, but just looking at it in a vacuum, that seems the obvious place. But I don't think it's quite as obvious as it might seem, and I think that might keep Fogle in the lineup. I guess if you if I were to put my again going back to betting if I were to put money on it um, you know you could say Brock McGinn but Rod loves Brock yeah he's probably not coming out of the lineup
2: Martin Nook after a while probably I just
1: you know I think Dezingle is probably the obvious one at this point I just wonder how a line of Williams with Natchez and Holla is going to play out and I don't really get a good sense about that but i think you know, we're going
2: to see a lot a, a lot of different combinations i really do i think I we're think going to so see a, a complete uh complete change because i think the uh the Halla dezingle nature's line has kind of run its course at least for the time being um, but i do fully expect ryan dezingle to be back in the lineup uh, i don't think we're going to see you know we're putting uh dezingle on ice i mean he scored 20 some odd goals last year Um, the talent is still there. The speed is still there. Uh, he's just struggling like Nino is struggling and, uh, Martinook's not the same player that he was prior to the core, uh, the core muscle injuries, uh, that required surgery a couple of times. So, um, I could certainly see guys just getting a blow here and there and we're coming up to a break anyway. So we'll see what happens when everybody comes back. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. Somebody's got to come out because unless Williams can play right defense.
1: Uh, it solved a lot of problems,
2: wouldn't it? I mean, why not? Why can't Justin be the uh, replacement for Dougie Hamilton?
1: Sure. I mean, <laughs> this I see no way this doesn't end well, so let's do it.
2: <laughs> All right, sir. Go uh, Go to bed. I'll uh, right. see you Sunday at PNC. You
1: got it, Adam. Thanks, bud.
2: So I thank Brian LeBlanc from Kane's Country. Uh, the Hurricanes get a point. They did. They get a point. Still in wild card one. One point ahead of Columbus and Philadelphia. Everybody's played 48 games. Florida's got 55 points. They are—they have two games in hand, so the Panthers are in pretty good shape. Uh, Buffalo is suddenly up to uh, 51 points. By the way, Tampa beat Winnipeg tonight. Carolina will host Winnipeg on Tuesday. Tampa beat uh, Winnipeg 7-1 tonight. And uh, I think one of the great stories and a guy who I think is already a lock for Coach of the Year is Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh. Uh, Red Wings uh, took the Penguins to overtime, but the Penguins win it. The Penguins are 17 points over NHL 500, and so much of that was done without Sidney Crosby. Jake Gensel's out. Evgeny Malkin is out. was out for a while. Just absolutely incredible stuff. All right, so uh, we are done. The morning after podcast, signing off. A reminder, do yourself, do me a favor, because I, I need to know what you like. So subscribe to it. If you want to leave a rating, great, but give me, give me some feedback. You can always tweet to me at fan, And I accept the criticism from my friend Brian LeBlanc that it was probably unnecessary and it's immaterial Uh, whether they had Justin Falk or not, the time has come. The time is gone. So I apologize. How how about that? How about that? We can all grow. Uh, So we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. From the Morning After Podcast, signing off. Bye.
1: You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL SportsFan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.